0: Welcome to the EventCore 360 podcast, where we explore different aspects of the event industry with experts in the field. Join us on this journey, expand your knowledge,
1: and get inspired.
0: Well, today's the day that we wrap up our three-part series with Mark Petrie, EventCore's Security and Compliance Director. It's been
1: so fun having him on this ongoing series to dive deep into these various aspects of security. First in episode three, uh, we learned about his background and some basic security best practices. And then in episode 10, we dove deeper into the differences between security, privacy, and compliance, and what some of the big certifications and assessments are really about.
0: Both of those were really very informative and educational, and I highly recommend going back to give them a listen if you hadn't had a chance to do so yet. It's not necessary to do so before listening to this episode, but we do refer back to them as part of our earlier conversation in this recording, so it's it's not a bad idea. I think it'll only enhance your experience as the episode expands on how each of us can set ourselves up for success to be knowledgeable in this area even if we're not security experts like Mark. Yes. And on another housekeeping note, you may notice that my
1: voice is not present in today's episode. That's because I was having some technical difficulties when we recorded. I was listening in, and Lizzie was able to ask my questions on my behalf. So thanks again, Lizzie. Oh, you're welcome, Anne. <laughs> and now, without further ado, Mark Petrie.
0: Where can people look to stay up to date on things that are changing and you know, trying to stay up to date on new things that are happening? What are some good resources people can use?
2: There's lots of worthwhile reading. There are several great books out there that you can start with. I think I shared the book um, with you, uh, Manipulated, Lizzie, by Teresa uh, Clayton, who uh, came out of the, the government and uh, White House. She was a CISO of the White House her book is phenomenal that gives you a wide view of how the uh, regulatory environment in many ways is failing to protect us consumers from having our data sold and manipulated and sliced and diced and used. So that's a really excellent book. Another thing is to um, learn to think critically about what people and companies say about security and privacy. So that means that when you ask a question around security, you don't want to just hear a bunch of ba- a bunch of acronyms and assume that it's okay. You want to ask to see the document. Show me the evidence that you have in fact achieved this uh, standard of security or compliance. Just like the audit firm wants to see the evidence that you're doing it, you want to see the evidence that they did it. And get comfortable reviewing those documents and and understanding what what they do and do not say.
0: Do you think somebody would need a specific security and compliance manager, somebody equivalent to your position to be able to understand these documents? Or do you think they can do their own research and be able to come up with some solutions or answers on their own?
2: I encourage uh, anybody to at least take a shot at it and recognize that nobody knows everything. And um, just like we said more and more, we're all techies now, right? Uh, You can't just... You can't just offload everything to the IT guy, especially when we're working from home. You have to solve your own, solve problems on your own. And so, by all means, dive into the documents that describe the the results of the compliance audit or assessment. Find some things that make sense and highlight what you don't know. And then, you know, uh, certainly there'll be someone that with with whom you can you can either compare notes or pose questions.
0: If an event professional, you know, like myself, a marketer, uh, wanted to get more serious about security and their attendee privacy, what are some starting steps for them to take, them specifically as event marketers?
2: Okay. I don't think for a moment that everybody has to be a CISA or a CISSP or whatever. One of the things that you can do is, again, Follow uh, some of the security related blogs. Uh, you can subscribe to newsletters and just, you don't have to read them all, but um, just get comfortable looking at uh, how the um, security space is changing and, and try to focus in on one particular area. If it's, if it's privacy information handling or whatever, try to follow Secure World or Brian Krebs website, uh, which has a weekly send out. All of the major vendors like uh, uh, Qualys and McAfee have weekly newsletters that you can read. Be careful; some of them will spam you mercilessly. But just start reading up on and building your comfort level with information of this type. Second thing that I think is really important, and this is this will stand uh, an event professional in good stead no matter what they do, is hone your critical thinking skills. Learn to ask questions about what you read, test your knowledge against other sources of information. These are basic critical thinking skills that unfortunately in today's world, we've allowed to uh, become lax because uh, everything's one click away and 148 characters. Some things warrant uh, additional study, but I would say doing those things, you know subscribing to one or more of the newsletters, listen around to some of the security podcasts, look at some of the stuff on, available on YouTube that describe technical infrastructure, And, um, most importantly, adopt an auditor's mindset, ask probing questions, listen for the answers, test what you hear against what you already know. That is,
0: that's excellent advice. I love that. Thank you. Um, and now kind of going with that, what are some additional questions people can ask to make sure some probing, critical thinking questions people can ask their tech vendor to make sure the person that they're working with is a legitimate looking out for their security? And the security okay. of their
2: identities. so um, great question because um, you're evaluating a partner for uh, all that that means. Mm-hmm. One is uh, is do you do you have do you have an ongoing security and compliance program in place? Second thing is, as we discussed before, do you have a uh, all employee required security awareness training occurring at least once a quarter? Third question is what compliance standards do you currently have in hand or are you actively working on? ISO, SOC 2, PCI? The answer to any of those questions will open up another line of discussion for for clarification.
0: Is there a chance that if a secure, you know, for a vendor that you're working with, if they don't have a SOC 2 report or the certifications that other companies have, is that something to consider when wondering if you're going to partner with them? you know, should you always look for a partner that has certifications?
2: No, I I would not consider it to be a disqualifier. It would just Mm -hmm. mean that if they, uh, if they said that they did not have that level of scrutiny applied by an independent entity to their operations, and that's what it is, a scrutiny, it's it's examination. Then I would ask more questions. Mm -hmm. What my thought is, uh, is that, Well, for example, we're currently working with a major customer that we do a lot of business with. And in order to continue to enjoy a business relationship with that customer every year, we have to go through an assessment process that they do proprietary, right? That is a mini audit. And uh, the good news is that if, if we have in place a SOC 2 assessment and provide that document, that closes off about fifty percent of the questions. It just said, okay, you got this, that's good. And then the scope of their examination is reduced. So I think I would say that if 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 a partner does not have one of those compliance standards in place, it does not automatically disqualify them, but you have to ask more questions.
0: Perfect. Thank you. Are there any additional suggestions or advice that you have for any professionals that are looking to seriously get into the security of their company? Um, And like, what, what what would that advice be? What's the, some of the best steps that they
2: can take? If I had to just give you one piece of advice and you want to read about it. So I get, I gave you a book manipulated. You can also read Richard Clark's book, The Fifth Domain. Excellent book. Change my thinking those are really great reads and they, and the good news is both uh, manipulated and uh the fifth domain they i mean they're great reads they're not uh, boring or technical they are uh, they're they're interesting and well written and up to the minute and more and more all of us whether we're in the security discipline or not are going to have to start thinking about this because our information is more and more out there on the internet and we have to think about where it's going and what's being done and what we're... You're not just going to type stuff into your credit card into a, into a website anymore because you don't know where it's going to go. You have to be able to think critically about it. The third thing I would suggest is that you download a free copy of NIST 800-53, which is Information Security, General Best Practices.
0: Again, what was what was that
2: called? NIST, NIST, National Institute of Science and Technology. Eight hundred fifty three. NIST is a wonderful resource with hundreds of documents, all for free, government issued, best in the world, um, and not specific to any industry, but broad enough that they're applicable to almost all industries and business practices.
0: Wonderful, thank you. Are any last comments that you have?
2: You know, we could go on for several hours here and and uh, uh, talking on this on this su- subject that has. So much um, rapidly, so many rapidly evolving implications for how we live our lives, but that is more and more why we at Core have to take the take it very seriously and uh, devote our best and highest resources to safely manage safeguarding, and managing the privacy-related information that our uh, customers have entrusted us with. And so that's our, our mission, my mission. I take it very personally. I have a great team I'm working with too that. Uh, that are attempting to do that every single day. So with that, thanks for the questions, uh, Lizzie, and uh, have a great weekend.
1: So there were a lot of really great and tangible pieces of advice in this episode, and I like that Mark is so encouraging of others to learn more. Even though the security and compliance space can be complicated, he is genuinely confident that everyone has the tools and capacity to be knowledgeable on these topics.
0: Yeah, Mark breaks down this expansive environment for us and gives us very simple steps that are easy and manageable to take. It just requires that you start somewhere, read a book or a blog or listen to a podcast. As you start to familiarize yourself with the language, it becomes less intimidating and easier to break down. I also really appreciate his advice to start with one area
1: of focus or interest. There's so much to learn and uncover, and I know I am guilty of biting off more than I can chew. So it's a good and helpful reminder for me at least to stop and just lean into that one area. I don't have to know it all right away. That's what the experts are for.
0: (laughs) And I think that's pretty empowering. And to add to that, I think if you're able to find an area to focus in on, it will help you practice your critical thinking skills, another one of his tips, because you'll be able to apply and consider the concepts within that area at a deeper level. Then as you expand your knowledge, you can flex that muscle in other areas.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. And I think anytime we have the chance to, quote unquote, flex that muscle, as you said, uh, we should take that opportunity. It's a skill we can all use some practice with. And a good example of this is in the comment Mark made about evaluating vendors or partners that you might want to work with. There's a time and place for checking a box when you're going through your requirements to, you know, when you're assessing vendors. But sometimes it's more nuanced than that. And like you said about the SOC and ISO assessment and certifications, just because an organization may not have one of those things, that shouldn't necessarily disqualify them. But you still need to ask good questions and possibly hard questions uh, to hold that organization accountable to your standards.
0: I absolutely agree. The assessments and certifications are almost like a shortcut to asking some of those questions because a recognized entity has already done it for you. That's a great and succinct way to say that. (laughs) But uh, it also doesn't give
1: us an out or decrease our responsibility in any way to do our due diligence too. I love all the resources that Mark shared and again, appreciate the encouragement to learn and understand these concepts generally at a high level so that we can apply them to the many different specific areas of our lives, event tech and beyond.
0: I'll be sharing those resources in our show notes so that everybody can find them easily. But if you have any questions or want to find out more about EventCore security, privacy, and compliance standards, you can visit our website, www.eventcore.com, or that's E-V-E-N-T-C-O-R-E.com to find all the information you want, as well as our contact information. Until next time.